Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. So there's there's a lot to dive into. So welcome to another Peers Over Beers. My name is Chris Tetzel, and we have Scott Wilder. We're going to live on the Wilder side uh, as our guest today, and he's got some really cool news and we're going to dive right in. Scott, tell us a little bit about the cool news, the announcement. And- well, it's great to be back here, Chris. I mean, I was thinking that we talked last time how I don't drink beer. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to, when I'm on, can, is it okay if I say it appears with cures? Sure. Sure. But you know, maybe what are you drinking? Cause I just had some coffee cause we are. No, I'm drinking early coffee in the now. Oh, okay. I'm drinking okay. coffee. So. Well, here's with coffee, beers um, with coffee. It's, but, with but coffee. you know, it's still a branding thing, Scott. You know, peers over beers is the important piece. Yeah, no, you're right. Us hanging out, you know, with okay, not beers, but whatever we're drinking, whatever we're doing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, no, peers with beers, but uh, we won't tell anybody it's coffee. So anyway, so it's great to see you again, and excited to be here. So yes, um, so I, uh, as folks know, uh, those who are close to me, not other folks, um, I took two months off. And uh, learned a lot about Minecraft, and Ooh. learned a lot about Roblox, and uh, basically. Wait, wait, wait! Before uh, you go there, uh, did you start recording it? Because my son started recording um, some of his video gameplay, and within like five days, he had eleven or twelve followers. So on his YouTube channel. Yeah, my son. How old is your son? He's eleven. Oh man, they should get together virtually. Um, Definitely, because my son is twelve. Oh, he loves Minecraft, a... by the way. So, okay, yeah, my son loves Minecraft, but he's got a YouTube channel on cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, cool. but they maybe they can maybe they can do their own talk show. I, I like it. Yeah, after this, you know, let's talk about that. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So uh, where were we? So yeah. So um, you know, as of a week or so ago, I've joined uh, Crowdvocate, and um, you know, I think it was really the reason I was talking about the two months off was really thinking about what's important to me. And um, I'm a builder, whether it's organization related or whether it's product related. Um, I had worked with Crowdvocate when I was at HubSpot, huh. and uh, you know, I don't know how much you're into the customer marketing space and sphere, but uh, they recently did a program for the top 100 and there was something unique about it. Like, um, and it is kind of community related in the sense that um, they looked at everybody um, for this top 100, not just their customers, not just their partners. And so I thought that was really kind of a nice, nice way to approach things. Ari uh, ran that program. So kind of that agnostic view. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, new experience. It's been about 12 years since I've been a, a startup or early stage company, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's just going to go, you know, not to play on your last name there, but it's going to be wilder than, cra- you know, crazy. Um, That's the way startups are. So tell me a bit about the role, your your title, your what you're going to be doing in the customer marketing community realm and all those things. I I'm, I'm, want to dive in because I've got, I think yeah, I have so, so many can, questions. Uh, Okay, well, I'm ready. I got my uh, catcher's mitt, so I'm trying. <laughs> I'm very happy because baseball ended its strike yesterday. So. Yes, me too. 
and not not to get off again, but um, here at Reltio, our um, I guess you can call it customer marketing team is uh, planning lots of really, and I already had planned these really cool baseball games. So we were going to go to the opening day of the Boston Red Sox, and we had a whole entire thing there. And and I invited some community members. I was going to get to go, and you know we had to cancel it. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so. I'm excited. We're, we're rescheduled some of that stuff. And, you know, now I've got to get more people there. Right. But I don't think that'll be that hard. So that's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. So, uh, yeah. So I wish I could go to an opening day, but um, yeah. So really what I'm focused. So the title is uh, VP of uh, customer engagement and community. Hmm. Um, and the customer engagement part is, you know, how do we think about, uh, so a little bit background on uh, Crowdvocate. I mean, they really focus on, automating your customer-led experience, customer-led experiences and advocacy and customer references are, are part of that. And um, in working with them, you know, taking kind of a, a page from what we did when I was at HubSpot is at HubSpot, we basically uh, integrated the CrowdVicket experience into the community. We can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So if you think, think about that theme. Um, how can we build these integrated experiences to help drive customer-led growth, right? So how can we, you know, um, for example, when people think about community, some of the trends that have accelerated in the past year or so are, you start thinking about academy, sorry, advocacy and community. Yeah. You start thinking about education and community, right? So there's these experiences that, and I'm, I'm really happy about this because, you know, not since the days at Marketo was, you know, um, when, when I was at Marketo, we focused a lot on this, but really thinking of communities more than discussion threads or more, I use the acronym as SAD, S for siloed, ad, A for add-on, and D for just discussion. So you want to go beyond that SAD experience and think about <laughs> how, how can you integrate, you know, these other experiences? And so when we say community in the, the title there, that's just one aspect of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, we obviously have our own Slack channel and it's a great place for you know any customer marketer to go in there and ask questions and get answers. But from a customer-facing perspective, how do we create these integrated experiences? And then, you know, I think um, we talked a little bit earlier about the last time that, you know, I look at community as one part of this whole customer engagement experience. And so, you know, how can how what can I help in terms of helping? elevate that kind of thinking, um, that perspective. And customer marketing, a lot of customer marketers are managing community. So that's why that's why I uh, signed up for what I signed up for. Yeah, it sounds like a big opportunity now. Are, are you in the marketing team, I assume, or somewhere else? Or um, It's a great, great question. Um, so what we've done is we've actually, the way people historically think about customer marketing, um, we've actually broken it up into a VP of customer marketing who will be working on the brand, will be working mm -hmm. on product related stuff. And then there's the VP of customer engagement. And that's what I'm doing. And um, when you're scared, and so this is really unusual for, I don't know any other startup that's done this. So there's kind of like this other person, Odelia, she owns marketing. Yeah. But, um, but we basically, if you look at it from a traditional lens, through a traditional lens, we've split it up in the sense that I'm going to be helping with some of the things that like marketers sometimes, you know, feel challenged with, like working with multiple parts of the organization, thinking about the technical side of marketing, 
thinking about, you know, thought leadership, you know, she's working on building this whole, you know, and Crowdvocate is relatively new and young. So she's working on a whole Crowdvocate brand. And I'll be the first to tell you, branding is not my superpower. (laughs) Well, I I like it. That's quite, that's quite interesting. And when you talk about integrations and, you know, I hear a lot of people trying to do some of that, you know, like if I look at today, my community and, and, um, when I think of integrations, I think of, you know, and maybe you're thinking a little bit differently, but I want the customers to, and and even our partners to get answers to questions, answers to what they're looking for as quickly as possible, wherever they are. So they could be on our, you know, uh, academy or community or docs, maybe even support um, portal. So today our community is more around kind of the support type stuff. And, you know, we'll change some of that or not necessarily change it. We'll always have it, but I'm also kind of looking at kind of more of that thought leadership piece uh, because we need to dive more into that. But I do think of those integration type things, you know, like uh, enterprise search, SSO and, and that kind of stuff or one place where they can, you know, if they were starting to, to you know, get it, put a ticket together on uh, support. And, you know, automatic search comes up or it populates and it says, you know, here's a potential answer. They click on it and either go to community academy or whatever, and then it logs in directly. And so that, that kind of, let's just say customer experience is a lot better, which is, it's hard to get to. I, I think you might be talking a little bit differently, but somewhat on the same lines. No, I think that's, uh, that really echoes kind of, um, you know, how I'm thinking about it. So I think, you know, just you threw out some good, good ideas there. I'm writing them down, but one is, yeah, I think there's, you know, many of these, and again, I, you know, I tell people I grew up on highway 101 where all these Silicon Valley tech companies are, and most of them lean in first with, from a product perspective, when it comes mm-hmm. to community, but there's also a big opportunity when it comes to thought leadership. So I totally agree with you there. Um, two is there's the, you know, when somebody asks a question, I love what you're saying. Um, and, you know, we, I think we did a decent job at Marketo when I did this is somebody asked a question, you know, give them the option to pick what type of answer, you know, um, they're going to click on or what kind of, you know, discussion thread or what type of information, like they might want to hear it from an expert, right? Yeah. You might want to hear it from an advocate. If those are different, they might want to hear it from a support person. They might want to hear it from a partner. So let them, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's a, a buffet of uh, information. <laughs> I like that. And, um, and the last thing just with my learning is like a lot of times, you know, the first solution you share with a customer, whether it's knowledge base or community, they kind of latch onto it, you know, and sometimes they forget or they, they're not aware of these other like great, you know, information, you know, depots or places to get information. So that's the, right. So there's a theme, there's the, um, the type of information. And then the last thing which you hit on right on is the technical side. And so, you know, I'm a little bit of a technical product nerd. And so um, like SSO, federated search, you know, um, there's, I, I can only think, of, I can't even think of one company off the top of my head that has what I call the common currency for advocacy and community. Like why are there two different leaderboards? Why, you know? And, yes. Uh, and so that's, so what you said, I mean, I, that's how, you know, I'm, I took a lot of notes as I said, but that's how I'm thinking about it, is those kind of three, different phases and it's tough like organizationally you know we should talk a little bit i'm just writing an article right now on um you know ecosystems 
I was mm -hmm. reading, the, you know, and uh, it's hard because, you know, the person who owns advocacy, who owns um, um, these different advocacy community, um, academy, you know, they're, they're, they all have their like badges and credentials, but the question is, how do you get them in the same room to have exactly. a holistic program? I, I, I think that's right. And something that I've seen, and I always wondered myself is, you know, at, academy is a completely different department in, in most organizations than community, than advocacy, a lot of times, right? Or sometimes I've seen marketing owned community advocacy and you know, uh, different parts of that customer uh, marketing aspect of things, right? And, but none of them are really combined. The, the way I see, look, you know, the goal at the end of the day really is one is to get customers to adopt your product, to just go deep in it. And, and if they know how to use it and they're doing all the things that they need, they become advocates, they become smart in it. They want to talk about your brand. They'll do, want to do all of these things that are the exciting things. But, you know, the really Education is absolutely key. You get them the right education. And you're right. Like, how do you have that unified experience? And I, I think about this a lot is, you know, I'll talk to our, our guy. His name's Matt. He runs our uh, academy team. I'm like, dude, you're giving badges away. You know, I'm giving badges away. And there are, nothing's talking to each other, you know, and, and we're about to hire, you know, uh, a customer marketer that, you know, is going to be thinking about advocacy programs. I'm thinking, well, community people will fun should funnel into that advocacy program. Why aren't we, let's not do something separate here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's not necessarily buy another system. If for our, for example, higher logic has an advocacy program. Is it the best advocacy program? I don't know, but we could probably start with that, you know, and then fun help funnel the community people that want to be advocates for us and reward and recognize them all in one place instead of this other system over here that's not talking to this system. And, you know, I think there's the system aspect of it. I think there's the organizational aspect of it. And if we're not thinking holistically about how those things talk to each other and how we kind of help each other, you know, with, with getting the customers not just the right place at the right time, but, you know, just making this a really cool experience. And, you know, I'm not begging this person to do this. They're not begging the same people to do this. We're all in whole and talking to customers all at the same time. I don't know if you want to react to that, but it's kind of how I know. I that. think that's, that's magic. I think that's exactly on. And the, I know nothing about, I didn't do my homework on you today. Sorry. Um, but uh, no worries. You know, I don't know your company size, but the smaller you are, the easier it is. Right. So if yeah. you're at a big, you know, you know, $10 billion company and everybody's got, you know, it's not only the big organization, but people already have this mental model that they've been conditioned to. And so, you know, in my new role, right, it's a smaller company, you know, it's less than 50 people. So, yeah. um, so we can start at the creation, you know, and, um, and really build, start in the beginning and try and figure out how all these pieces fit together. You know, I throw not, you know, I think, you, I don't know if you said it, but, you know, the knowledge base guys invite them to the meeting, yep. Basically. Um, yep. you know, and, uh, so I think this new person, you know, you, you can uh, ease their pain of onboarding and say, look, let's like, uh, you know, let's, let's conquer this together. And, you know, HubSpot used a really good term, which, you know, I, I've stolen and use a lot as being customer first versus function out. Mm -hmm. And um, so many companies are function out and, you know, you go to a website and you look at the global nav and it's an org chart, right? It's the top of the org chart. It's like support services, yep. marketing. Right. Yep. And, you know, your customers, 
either, you know, I don't think they're thinking of you that way, you know, it's, uh, um, so I think it's, uh, it's a, it's a great opportunity you have. And I totally, you know, agree HubSpot had their, uh, advocacy badges and community badges, you know, all on the same, same profile page. Uh, I, I love that. My company, we, when I started just over a year ago, we had 280 people or something like that. Now we have 400 and something. So we're hyper growth and nice. you know, the, the ch- it's good. You know, the challenges is that, you know, especially for me being a one man team, owning community and our executive council now, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of work. And so if when somebody new comes on that, you know, is interesting to me that I know I need to get out to, I try, but it becomes a lot harder, right? You know, uh, as I kind of grow the team, hopefully that's going to uh, happen very soon. But at the moment, it's when you think of, you know, people get on to the, to the organ, I think you have to think about their jobs and, you know, when they start their job and they have to start kind of pushing, but, you know, Scott Wilder's got to get in there quick or Chris Detzel's got to get in there quick because it's like, Hey, let's start thinking of this, you know, uh, unification of getting cust- for our systems so that customers get what they need quickly because you want them to start thinking you want first you want to see what they're thinking right and then uh, you want to make see if you can get on the same page you know and I'll say this is the one thing that I really liked about one of our hires for our documentation funny enough it was on our documentation side um, she's a leader and on that team and and, and something I was preaching in the very beginning in, in, t- in front of the higher, entire organization was, you know, in a sense, we need a, you call it a one-stop shop, if you will. So wherever the customer is, they're getting the information that they need, period. You know, that, that's really the goal at the end of the day. And, and, and I was like, we have this system. And I, I have this, this slide that says all the systems that we had that were focused on the customer and nothing that is unified. So community, docs, uh, Zendesk and, and named all the technologies, ideation, aha, and all these things. But nothing talked to each other. Nothing. You, could, you just had to log in in different systems. You had to. So nothing was unified. And so, so I kept preaching to people like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, I, I got to do this community thing. You're like, I can't, you know, I, I can't do all this stuff because products had their stuff. And, and so you're probably right about, hey, you have 50 people and Eventually, you're probably going to grow to 200, 300 people. There's going to be this hyper growth at some point, uh, which is good, but it's also hard. She came in. So to finish this piece is, and she, and this is probably, I don't know, she's been here six months or so. And she was talking about this, not one-stop shop, but this unification. We've got to, you know, we've got to be where the customers are. And I was like, preach it, sister. And so she ran with it and started doing something. I was like, okay, I'm white. So I became her advocate instead of her becoming mine, right? You know, because- you can't do everything. And so I was so happy to hear about what, you know, that she was on board and she's the one started preaching it in a way. And I was like, Oh shit, you know, this is great. Let her do it. <laughs> and yeah. I will be right behind her pushing that as well. You know what I mean? What, what do you see? Like, what are the other challenges that you've run into in terms of you know, think, getting to that vision? Yeah, I think organizationally challenge, right? So, you know, one thing that I think is the Holy grail kind of, what you guys kind of accomplished eventually at TurboTax or Intuit or whatever, right? You know, like uh, how do you build community directly into the product, right? So, um, but I, I've, that, that's one challenge is that's, that's a really hard challenge because they have other things. Even if you say that I can save the company $5 million 
interesting enough, they're a little bit more interested interested in you know these features and functions and things like that. You know, for the customers, right? For on the product, it makes sense. But um, the biggest challenge, though, is one time is finding time to do it. Two is uh, resources. So, for example, you know, we already have all these disparate systems that are really good for our customers, but that are that aren't talking. You know, it's a massive undertaking to do SSO to do um, you know, uh, enterprise search and all those things, even if you can find a company, there's a company called Search Unified, for example. And Search Unified, um, they, uh, Krasiti is kind of the overarching uh, company. And then they have this yep. thing called, and, and, and they can do a lot of the work, right? Like they can do a lot of it, but you still need resources to do some of the work for enterprise search. Um, now it's a little different when you think about SSO. So, you know, the challenge is, is you might not have anybody organizationally, like at first we didn't even have an IT department. We just bought our own computers and everything else. So we're just ramping up IT now, just now, which made sense then, you know, but now, so we don't have anybody in IT to help with SSO and all these things. We have SSO for um, employee login, but we don't have SSO really for the customer. And and, and then there's technology ch- challenges like higher logic. You can only have one SSO. So if we use Okta um, for for one SSO, we can't have a second SSO. The other piece is since I have higher logic on a um, you know higher logic holds the, the the information, the customer information there, right? And if I move to SSO, then I have to change it all out to where Relteo has to hold that information on like a Salesforce or some other thing. So it's kind of like having a new tenant. What is having a new tenant period? And so that's just on the community side, right? Like, so no telling what other challenges there are going to be with, with uh, these other things. So, so I know it probably went a little too deep there, but that's, pro- that's, it's just a challenge, right? You know, then getting everybody on the same page is, is a really difficult thing, you know, and then time and it, it's, I don't know if I answered the question, but it's a lot of different things, to be honest. Yeah, no, that that was really uh, really helpful. And um, yes, yeah, so you mentioned Graziti, so yeah, Search Unifies is a, is a is a great product and can do a lot of things. So, yeah. um, you know, I think part it goes back to, you know, you and I are in the trenches there, and there's yeah. people at the top of the pyramid who are making decisions, and it really has to come from them in terms of. Mm-hmm how you're set up organizationally and shared metrics. And so two stories that come to mind. Well, one is um, when I was at Adobe, um, you know, I was doing product marketing there again, mm-hmm. and uh, we were given the task of solving what they call the first mile. And so for the product I was working on is really like, how do you get people to engage right away? And the first mile they defined there was 30, first 30 days. And we quickly changed that to the first hour of the product. Oh, I like it. But what I learned from there was they put together this cross-functional team, very small team. And second, and so there was somebody from product, there was, you know, me, there was a a creative person, a program. And they basically said, you guys have a share metric, a shared metric, and you guys have to figure this out and don't do anything else. Like that's your job. Hmm. And uh, so I think, you know, management has to get these people, right? Because we all want to do the right thing. We all want to work yeah, with you know, the documentation person, but we all get pulled by these different metrics. And so 
mm. or different directions because we're being evaluated differently. So somebody at the, the top of the corporate pyramid has to say like, okay, this is the problem we're solving, getting people answers fast. Tell me, you group, you're smart, Chris, you know, Laurie, uh, John, Teresa, you're smart. Figure it out and, <laughs> and I'll get the distractions out of your way. And so I think that's, you know, that's one thing that's really important. Um, so it's having that leadership at the top and getting people aligned. And then the second thing I think is, you know, don't boil the, I mean, we all have great ideas. So start simple, right. right? Um, and then I think that the third thing is that, sh that shared metric. And, you know, we look at engagement numbers, like, you know, Hey, Chris, what's, what's the engagement number you have? But the reality is, is the documentation person is going to have an engagement number. The, the uh, academy person is going to have an engagement number. And, you know, none of these engagement numbers are real, the, the real, I mean, they're the truth in some ways, but the problem is, is that it's the same customer in a lot of cases and three <laughs> engagement numbers, mm -hmm. right? And so you can get to that holistic shared metric and figure out like, okay, we're going to look at that person interacting on our own properties because there's other properties out there that your customers are interacting and learning on. We can talk about that, like Slack channels or whatever. Um, so anyway, I think it's, getting that cross-functional team. I think it's that shared metric and then, you know, not trying to boil the whole ocean at once. Yeah. I think you hit on a lot of really great points. I, I loved all the things that you said. And one that was funny because I was about to say it is you can't boil the ocean. So, you know, for us, we decided to tackle enterprise search first because we have a company that we know we can do it. We have that can help us get most of the way there. Uh, we think we, we still, you know, <laughs> we don't hundred percent know we, but we can't. And I think the SSO piece for us is going to be the harder piece. So let's tackle that later. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but I do like the idea of the shared metric and getting some smart people in the room and having the executive. I mean, we do have an executive that gets it. Uh, it's our chief customer, chief product. He does both officer. Um, and, so he's kind of the champion for that, you know, uh, but it, I really like what you said. That was good. I was, I'm, I'm going to go back to this and, and put this as a, you know, a, a clip or commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good, Scott. And it is really good. It's smart. Yeah. Um, where do you start? So what do you, when you go to this new job and you've got so many things to do, you know, what, what do you think is kind of the number one thing? I think I know what you're going to say, but let's, let's just see. Yeah. Um, so I've started already. Um, yep. So um, I think the number one thing, you know, and this won't be a surprise is just talk to the customers. I mean, I was a customer then theirs for a long time, hmm. but you know, I don't, every customer has a kind of a different story, different perspective. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, figuring out like, I mean, it's not like we have, you know, you know, a zillion, you know, hundreds and hundreds of customers. So it should be fairly easy for me to sit down with these customers and, and sit down with them. And I think it's also the decision, you know, then it's thinking about like, is it the decision maker? Is it the practitioner? You know, it's kind of like the, the ABM approach is identified, mm -hmm. you know, all those people and, and meet with them. And then um, I think the next thing is based on those conversations is, I mean, you know, I want to work on these integrations. I want to work on thought leadership, but really understanding, you know, kind of the current stats, current 
state of affairs and where these customers want to go. Right. And, you know, I think that like in, it's just like in the community space, you know, there's a lot of courses popping up on community, which, you know, obviously tells us that people want to learn community. And I think, you know, there's um, an opportunity to, to understand like what the, you know, understand like how that's being approached, like, you know, in terms of how do people learn about community and how, how can people learn about customer marketing and things like that and, and really build from there. So it's not like a concrete answer, but I think it starts with, you know, if we really yeah. want to lean into customer led growth, um, then I need to understand the customers. And the last point I'd make is um, I write about this once in a while is when I was at Intuit, you know, I, um, and I know we both have a lot of Intuit influence in our life. That's lives. right. Um, I would sit down and this was in a smaller company. I'd sit down with the founder and I'd have my fancy, you know, Google sheets and say like, this is how we're doing. And he'd be like, and he'd say like, tell me what they're saying, like in their words, I want you to be able to quote. And so I think that's really in terms of starting is I want to be able to understand and hear from them about, you know, what their experience is and where they want to go. And then my job is to share that with the team as well. Yeah. How do you, you know, with all these technologies kind of, and, and it's not going where you think it is, I bet, but when, with all these technologies, you get on the phone with the customer, um, are you just writing this stuff down? Because I'd ask them, Hey, do you mind if I record this conversation as I ask you some of these questions, because I'm going to take this back to our leadership and kind of you know, make sure that we get this right. And you know, those, cause I would, I would be, I would even cut the clip and say, you know, just so you know, this is what the customer said and just have a little clip on it. And now that I know how to do all that stuff, but um, no, seriously, like, because it came right from the customer, you know, instead of writing it down, well, they said something like this, you know, no, this is what they said. And, you know, this, some things, and then maybe you have five clips of different customers. This person said this, the, and I'm seeing a common theme. And they said, well, you know what I mean? Like, just because that would be fun, but also right directly from their mouths and people would be like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> no. I love that. I think that's, yeah, that's awesome. I, I definitely would, you know, steal a page now from your playbook and do it and do the same thing. And, you know, maybe also um, bring a customer into a, a product yes. meeting, right? I mean, we do that. I have to tell you, so something that we do and I love is we have, we used to have every week, now it's every other week is, um, it's just basically a meeting of the entire organization and somebody presents something about what they're doing in their department. But once a month now, think they're doing it once a month now is we bring in a customer to talk about their experience you know with with the product and what they're doing and it's on the csms to do that um and it is it's initiative from our ceo it says this is and now it's an initiative from our chief customer officer product officer whatever his title is now but he's like yes because he owns it <laughs> so we have to yeah. do that the csms have to do it um but it's so much insight on what they say we record it it's all internal you know but it, it's extremely helpful and you get kind of, and the CSM kind of owns that. So they'll ask them questions and things like that. It's just an interview and it's really, really helpful for the organization to hear, you know, so anyways, I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, no, that's great that, you know, you're capturing that, you're, you're learning, you're capturing, you're sharing it internally. Um, you know, Chris, you're right. Chris is the CEO. He, he might Chris know, Island, yeah. know about this is, um, we had experimented at uh, into it with kind of a adopt a 
adopt a, an a company, mm-hmm. right? So Scott Wilder might be, it's like a buddy system, but the buddy is not like, a, you know, the buddy is your the company, your client, your customer, your client. And, mm-hmm. you know, you should, if, if you're their buddy, um, then you should really understand like every, everybody there, what their issues are, where they want to go. Um, I mean, customer success should be on top of it, but also, you know, um, <laughs> those guys are really busy. <laughs> yeah, just, they are. They right? are. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I think, you know, companies I've talked to that have done this, they tend to focus on the lighthouse accounts, which kind of makes sense from a financial perspective. But I'm always, you know, we, I, we talked about baseball in the beginning. Now I'm going to mix my metaphors and we talked about hockey. So, you know, anticipate who those future lighthouse accounts can be and maybe they become the buddies, right? You know, mm. I mean, you know, if you see like, you know, growth or a trend, um, I don't know, that's not a great analogy, but if you have a customer who's in the EV market, you know, electronic, electric yeah. vehicles, like, you know, that's a growing market. So, you know, maybe you say, okay, you know, as a management team, we want to be their buddy, help them be successful so we can ride that wave. And they're going to remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think at the end of the day, it, it, look, your product has to work and do really the things that it says it's going to do, you know, and you've got to yeah. always innovate on the product, but it's also about, and maybe it's half and half, or maybe, maybe even more, I don't know, but it, it's about relationships. <clears throat> and I feel like, you know, if you can build those relationships and, and become buddies, like you kind of mentioned, seriously, like, you know, um, I was at our executive council um, the other, uh, the other day. So I was in Atlanta and, you know, we had a great, council meeting, you know, it's our leaders of our uh, customers. So, you know, it could be CIOs or uh, CTOs or somebody that's a VP of data governance and those kinds of things. And, you know, there's one guy that actually lived here in Dallas, guy from Google. And I was like, oh, really? You live in Dallas? I was like, no way. I'm in Dallas. (laughs) And we kind of started talking about, you know, uh, places that we like in Dallas. And Well, you know, you like Papa Do's. Let's go to Papa Do's in the next few weeks. Okay. You know, so we're just going to, I'm going to try to start building a relationship with him and just because he's close and we can have Papa Do's or breakfast or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, something else we talked about is we kind of started building this thing here in Dallas. We now have like 11 people or 10 or something here in Dallas area. Um, And I was like, so we got together once or twice already. I thought, why don't we just have some of our customers join us for breakfast if they want, you know, they don't have to, but you know, let's just invite them, you know, the ones here in Dallas, you know, yeah, it's a good idea. And then I told uh, Sky about it and he's like, yeah, maybe I can come, you know? And so I think it's those kinds of things is, you know, if you, if you're close, why not go have a lunch or dinner or breakfast or whatever uh, with those people that's now, you know, we can now get out more and we should, you know, no, I love to get off topic, but it's, it's, yeah, no, but it's, it's really important. I mean, I think it's, um, you know, you're building community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy thing to do. You know, you just buy them and, and you don't ha- have to always talk about work. I mean, they're going to want to, you know, and it's fine. It's, it's a good place to start, I guess. But, you know, let's, let's talk about, he has a bunch of kids and he bought a ranch and all kinds of, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's some interesting yeah. things to talk about that person because they're people, you know, just like we are, you know, they're not just, you know, customers, you know, yeah. they're, People, they're people and we have to treat them as that, you know, and, and 
you know, cause I don't have any agenda rather than just trying to get to know the guy and have a relationship. And, and yeah, I guess there's some agenda. Yeah. I want him to do some things, but I want to make sure he's taken care of, you know, that kind of stuff from a product standpoint, but it's a, it's a cool relationship to have, you know? No, that's awesome. I, I love that. That's great. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. As you said, it's about relationships and uh, you know, that's um, just, it's more important than the product. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that piece comes right. Like, you know, yeah. you, you start having those relationships, they start counting on you to help them. If they have problems, you make sure you help them. Uh, and maybe they will be a customer for life. You know, I mean, as, as long as life could be, you know, for a customer, whatever that is, <laughs> you know, maybe they have higher renewal rates. Maybe they, you know, there's a, or maybe they talk about your product to, without you even have to do anything, or, you know, there's lots of things from a relationship base that you can do and, and, and super important. You don't just have to ha- have this box office to a baseball game to go. I mean, which is helpful. It's good. It's a good way to kind of get in uh, because, you know, it's a high you know, cost kind of thing. And people are want to, it's easy to get people to go to, but what are you going to do after that, after that baseball game? And, you know, can you talk to them? Can, do you live close to them? I don't know. I mean, just figure it out on the relationship, but I, I do think that's a huge yeah. key at the end of the day. It's interesting. Cause, um, so the person I worked for at Intuit hired me, uh, to go to Google and, start a small business community, start a uh, AdWords uh, agency partner community. Hmm. And the AdWords guys, they were agencies and they, they were active in both communities. But, um, you know, when they came to Mountain View, um, it was great because we didn't talk about work at all. And to this day, you know, so we're talking 10 years later or whatever. And, yeah. you know, they're good friends and I use them a lot. I use them as a terrible word. I, We'll ask for their advice <laughs> a lot on, you know, industry stuff. You yeah. know, I mean, we, we definitely talk about other things besides work, but, um, you know, I really, you know, AdWords is just such a really complex, it's, it it's more complex than, you know, most people realize. And so, um, you know, if I want to do an AdWords campaign, I'll reach out to them and ask for their advice. Or if they're in a certain segment, say one is in the EV market, you know, um, and they reach out to me too, you know, um, and, uh, you know, one was, um, thinking about building a knowledge base for his company and he's like, you know, can, right. And, you know, there's no transaction agenda. So my, the book I mentioned once I'm working on a book, um, and, uh, it's from uh, transaction to transformation Mm. and, um, you know, moving, moving beyond like this transaction relationship, which is, is hard, right? Cause you know, yep. we're all being evaluated on the short-term results. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And, and I, I think that it's, it's hard to, I think what you have to do is you have to put your mindset to, yeah, we have some transactions that we have to do and we have to think about work and that stuff. We have goals, but in your head, you know, how do you throw in a, question that's a little bit personal to get to that relationship based you know like when i think of people that i work with uh, i like building relationships long term with not everybody because you can't you know but one is because i like people i like to go to interesting places i like um um to have those long-term relationships 
And, and then, you know, like you said, you start building a network of people in different areas so that maybe they can help you later. You can help them later, but also, you know, how's your, you know, 20 year old kid (laughs) when you knew them when they were 10, you know what I mean? Like, how's that going? Now they're in college. Now they're doing these things and, you know, get a little bit personal, personal, because it makes it real life, you know? And and I, I think you just have to have that as strategy, long-term strategy in your head. Like always try to think about how to be personable when you can not, not, you know, when you're on a call trying to get these things done with 20 people, 10 people, fine. You know, it's just kind of the next thing, but when it's just you and somebody, you and two or three people and working on a project, whether it's internally or with the customer, I always think about, I mean, when I was at Forrester Research, there's this guy, his name's Rakesh and Rakesh lives in France. I've been to his house literally four or five times in a beautiful place called Ancy Front in France, right? You know, and so it's on the border of um, Geneva and France. And, you know, oh, it's nice. a beautiful place. I get to go in the mountains. And, you know, now he lives in Paris. And so I'm trying to push a trip out there, you know, to go see him again, you know. But it's those kinds of things that, you know, that I love to do. It's, hey, how's it work? We'll talk about work a little bit. But other than that, let's let's go have some food with some French people. Let's go do the, you know, he's come to my house, that kind of stuff. You know, it's, I'm not saying get that uh, intimate, you know, but every time, but how do you at least think of maybe just going a step further than I, I'm very passionate about relationship building and think it's, it's huge, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I mean, it's really amazing because, you know, you, you and Rakesh are going to, you know, yeah. 10 years, 20 years are not going to think about, Oh, that Forrester article. you really, <laughs> Exactly. Right. You're going to think about, wow, you remember that time we went out and, you know, yeah. had some boulebets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, sometimes I t- this guy is kind of crazy. Like we were in uh, uh, Las Vegas one time and uh, he was like, let's go swimming in this fountain that's at the hotel. And I'm like, I don't think you should do that because, you know, so there's this whole story around him jumping in the fountain with this girl that also worked at Forrester and, and, and then they got kicked out and, and I'm like, dude, I don't know why you would do that, but Hey, but you remember that story. It's kind of funny or, or whatever. Right. And yeah. um, so anyways, I, I, I just think that that's kind of a key at the end of the day is yes. Transactional it's important, but it's also relationship based. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. And it's really admirable in a lot of ways because I think that, uh, you know, as taking it back to work, I mean, you know, when I talk to community people and look for, you know, look who's successful, they, you know, there's the passion for work, there's the domain knowledge, but there is this other like thing about relationships and whether it's online or offline. I mean, obviously, you know, most community managers are focusing, at least in our world on on, online, but there is this, the importance of being comfortable, you know, moving beyond, you know, moving, being able to talk about swimming, you know, in a fountain in Las Vegas. (laughs) It's kind of, it's great. Well, Scott, this has been such a a fun uh, conversation and wanted to say congratulations on your new role that you've already started. And, you know, I think really fun things to come and I'll definitely would love to have you on peers over beers or peers over whatever you're drinking at the time. Um, Again, today it's coffee. Today it's coffee. coffee. Yeah. I don't have mine here because I already had like three cups and I don't need another one. (laughs) <laughs> as you can tell i'm just like ah. um, but it's been really great oh chris thanks for having me again and uh you know this is uh 
the show is great. I you know I've listened uh, to a number of shows over and over, um, like the one you had with Danny, and that just I learn a lot from them. So thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, well, thanks everyone for another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and Scott Wilder, and you can find me on LinkedIn if you want to take a walk on the Wilder side. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. <laughs>